Hello and welcome to this week's very busy episode of Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we have not only a great reshuffle again, but it seems a new strategy for studios is emerging. Not the one they want, but one they have to do to move forward. So let's jump right into it. Alright, where to start within the pipeline? I guess the best place to start is what kicked everything off this week with Tenant being delayed indefinitely. Set to come out mid-August, Warner Brothers pulled it without setting a new release date. During a quarterly earnings call, AT&T and Warner Brothers reaffirmed the movie will not be going to HBO Max and will get a theatrical release. Now, I will get back to Tenant in a minute and how it may be released going forward, but for now, let's get through the rest of the new release dates. Paramount made a few moves, with, with some of them being moved, includes The Quiet Place Part 2 and Top Gun Maverick. The Quiet Place Part 2, set to come out in September, will now be coming out next April, and Top Gun, which was set for a Christmas release, will now be coming out next July. So assuming both movies keep these new dates, they will be coming out almost a year since their original release date. Along with that, the new Jackass movie will be delayed from next July to next September, and oh yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 finally got a new release date, April 8th, 2022. Coming out right before Easter is a good spot for that movie. The other studio that made the biggest moves was Disney. Like Warner Brothers, they pulled their next big movie, Mulan, and has not given a new release date. The rest of the changes include Fox Movies' The Empty Man, now coming December 4th, The Last Duel, which was set for this December, now moved back to next October, and Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch, which was pulled with no new release date. All the Avatar movies and the next trilogy of Star Wars movies got pushed back a year each, so Avatar 2 will now come out December 2022, and the next Star Wars movie will be December 2023. Also, also sorry, another Fox Searchlight movie, Antlers, also got a new date for next February. That one did not have a new date for a while. Right now, Disney's fall and winter movies include Black Widow, Free Guy, and Soul have not moved. With Disney's changes, Sony made a move as well, pushing back Spider-Man 3 one month, now coming out December 2021. Also a smaller movie, uh, but Bill and Ted Save the World will still be releasing August 28th, but on VOD and select theaters. Instead of a full theatrical release at this point, it will be any theater that wants to show it, because, you know, day and date releases on VOD and theaters is not a big selling point for theaters. With all of these pushbacks, AMC has announced that it will now reopen mid to late August with no new set date. So let me get my thoughts out of the way on this with these movies. What was left of the summer movie season instead. Summer 2020 for Hollywood will go down in history as just cancelled. Also at this point, the earliest I expect theaters to open around the country is now October. The way it looks like for America is August will be used to bend the curve and get to states that just had a spike in cases somewhat back to normal, including California, Texas, Florida, and Arizona. Assuming that happens in August, we will use September to continue that trend and make sure those states, or any other, do not spike back up. If that happens, then we will try to reopen in October. At this point, 2021 will basically be 2020 movies with some 2021 movies sprinkled in, because looking at the current schedule for 2021, some movies are getting delayed. There is no way all of these movies come out next year, which is not sustainable until a vaccine starts to be released this year. And, along with that, next year people just can't stop going to movies, which I doubt. But we can talk about that in a few months when the vaccine is actually completed. We still have to get there. So I mentioned earlier that studios might be taking on a new strategy to release new movies. That idea seems to be release them in Europe first, anywhere, from two weeks to possibly a month, before coming to the United States. 
Now, obviously, this is not what studios wanted, but they might not have a choice. South Korea has shown if you give new movies like Peninsula, people will show up and Chinese theaters are now reopening. Early numbers are decent, considering it's older movies, but it shows promise. If they do this, they can start earning income now in most of the world and then release in America once they are under control. This is why I think Tenet and Mulan do not have release dates, because there will be multiple ones. As of this recording, Variety is reporting Tenant may still open in Europe at the end of August, including Ireland, France, Spain, and the UK. So far, in some of those countries, theaters have reopened, with no issues like in France and Germany, and the UK plans to allow theaters to reopen soon. A lot like American theaters, European cinemas need new movies to stay open. Yeah, one to two weeks of old movies is fine to kickstart everything, but after that, they need new content to keep the lights on. If Warner Brothers and Disney follow this strategy, they can help get European and Asian theaters running again, and be ready for America when the time is right. Now, the only reason this has not happened yet is spoilers and piracy. One way around piracy is to only release the movie dubbed for that country, and not in English with subtitles. But then for Tenant especially, that'll be tricky because people will be doing write-ups and spoil the movie online, so people will have to avoid those on the internet anywhere from a few weeks to a month. So while not the best scenario, I think this is what studios are going to do because they cannot keep waiting. To wrap this up for the first week of release, Peninsula has made $27 million. Yes, most of that is in South Korea, but overall it is in only four countries. There clearly is an appetite for new movies around the world, and for studios, they need to release them to move the process along. Once the release is in theaters, they can make as much as they can, then VOD, then Blu-ray, and streaming. That entire process is stopped if they want them to be theatrical releases. Just another reason why they're eager to move forward. While we wait for Mortar Brothers and Disney to announce their next moves, STX has stepped forward with Greenland. Set for an August release in America that has now been pushed back to September 25th. Here, Walt will be getting a staggered but earlier release in Europe. Belgium will get it at the end of July, and France and Scandinavia will get it in August. I'll be curious to see if those numbers are similar to Peninsula or less. Talking a little about Chinese theaters, it is slowly coming back. Last Friday, all movies together made about 4.7 million on that day. Doolittle so far has made 3.2 million since opening, while Bloodshot has made another 1.7 million. For new movies coming to China, we got some release dates. Bad Boys for Life will open August 14th, Ford vs. Ferrari and 1917 will come out August 7th, and Jojo Rabbit will come out July 31st. For re-releases, the 4K version of the first Harry Potter movie will be released August 14th, and Interstellar comes out August 2nd. Remember, Harry Potter only needs around 20 million more to break a billion two decades after it first came out, so that will be one to watch. Also, some Beijing theaters have started to reopen, as well since government has lifted restrictions, so that will help boost the box office numbers, and we'll need all the help we can get, as capacity is set to 30%, so to get it somewhat back to normal, most screenings will need to be sold out. Going to a movie that is being developed, let's talk about the Tom Cruise NASA movie, which Universal might be the studio to get it made. Variety is exclusively reporting that the studio is already in negotiations for the movie, other details include that the optimistic budget for the movie is $200 million, no script is written yet, and the main issue is getting someone to finance insurance for Tom Cruise and the filmmaking crew that actually goes into space. I can't blame them for going after it. It would be the first feature film to actually be shot in space, so everyone involved would be making history. And I do wonder if they were the preferred studio Cruise wanted to work with, or if others did not want to come forward. The only studio who wouldn't I think come forward to work with Tom Cruise, it would be Disney. 
Well, we are in VOD Premium now. Let's talk about Paramount. I really don't know what Paramount is doing as they are selling another movie, this time to Amazon, Without Remorse, the Tom Clancy movie starring Michael B. Jordan, uh, and it would be sold to Amazon for worldwide distribution. For Amazon, this makes sense with the Jack Ryan show. They can start to build a Tom Clancy collection. For Paramount, unless Amazon really offered a good amount of cash, this is stupid. For Viacom CBS as a whole, if I was running this, I'd try and get Paramount to keep the movie and save it for their upcoming streaming service. But I guess we don't know what they're doing. Uh, Variety did not report what the price tag is for the movie, but for the most part, Paramount is clearly done with the rest of 2020. To follow up from last week, Netflix has set a date for the trial of the Chicago 7. The Aaron Sorkin movie is set to come out October 16th, three weeks before the election. Seems like a perfect date for the movie. Uh, Sorkin gets the movie out before the election as wanted, and Netflix has a possible awards contender coming out in the fall. Can't wait for a trailer for it. Finally, the last story to go over is some HBO Max numbers. AT&T recently had their quarterly results and actually broke down the numbers really well. Between HBO and HBO Max, they have 33.6 million subscribers. Since its launch, HBO Max has gotten almost 3 million signups directly to HBO Max, and then there have been 4.1 million app activations across all platforms. The issue highlighted here is that a lot of people who have HBO and access to Max have not done so. Up to 36 million, 23.6 million have HBO through a service provider like Cable, Hulu, others. But of those 23 million, only around 1 million activated HBO Max and used the service. This is an issue for AT&T because of, for those customers, it's free for them and they are not using it. This was probably not helped by the confusing messaging between HBO HBO Max, Go, and Now. This should have been clear from the start, and it looks like if they want HBO Max to continue to grow, they need to clean up this messaging. Ending Go and Now is a good start, but they really need to place ads everywhere. Like, hey, you have, you have HBO through this provider? Download this app, sign in, get more content for free. They need a majority of these 36 million to be HBO Max and not just HBO for the service to work. I hope AT&T does continue to provide uh, this kind of breakdown uh, other numbers for next quarter. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for this week is, do you think studios should release movies not in America first, but anywhere they can, even if the wait for Americans could be up to a month? Let me know on my Facebook page. I'm linked to that in the show notes. Thanks for listening.